I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com Oi, 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 what's going on, people? It's three points in the gaff, live and direct from Manchester. But listen, we've got a full house today, you know. We've got a full gaff, five Mancunians, two of us are happy, three of us are sad, but it's the way it is, isn't it? Listen, it's me, it's Pundit J, I'm in the gaff with Mike's, Jay Motty, and people, we've got two special guests today, you know. You heard me right, two special guests. We've got Mr. Manchester United himself, Stretford Paddock and Vibe with five, Mr. Stephen Housen. I'm sure you've heard him. I'm sure you've seen him. You know what time it is when he's about. And we've also got a Mancunian that's out on bail for treason. Liverpool fan, Mario. Don't know why we let him in the gaff, but he's in here today. Do you get me? It is what it is. We should have kept him out, but listen, it is what it is. But listen, a couple of sad faces and voices, a couple of happy ones and that. But you know what time it is, people. It's Especially for United fan. It's time to face the music, innit? So people, get your chocolate digestives. Go and get your drinks. I'm under brandy. I don't know what you lot are on. So, Motty, talk to the people, bro, because there's a lot to talk about today, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, big thank you to Stephen Alston for coming on. I don't have to thank Mario. He was keen to come on. As soon as that <laughs> seventh goal drops in, he was on the phone. Get me on there. Do you know what I mean? So, it's an easy one for him. Mike's he's just sat here with his chocolate digestives or his popcorn, just sitting back and laughing, probably. Um, yeah, we'll start, obviously, with that. Yeah horrendous result from our point of view at uh, Anfield. United just being absolutely turned over. Uh, Steve, as you're the guest, I'll start with you. Just sum up what you're thinking, bro, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always nervous ahead of United versus Liverpool games. It's like United City, United Liverpool. I always get nervous. But I felt a bit confident going into this because <laughs> we're doing well, the momentum's with us. I felt confident until after about 46 minutes and then I knew the game was over. Just talk me through what happened. We weren't going to win. You did, to be fair. You did say that to me. But my bravado got the better of me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, just, I was having to think before about this Liverpool team's done it and, and we've done it three times this season. Uh, I don't 
really remember City doing this. Uh, some of the lot, these lot in here might be able to remember, like, but when the wheels have fell off, have they fell off as hard? Because I think there's something about this particular sort of group of managers is that they've got the one way that they want to play, and that's it. And they're going to stick to that philosophy through thick and thin, which sometimes means Bielsa was a sort of a extreme example of this, wasn't he? He was going to win or he was going to lose no matter what, playing his own way. And I just wonder, was that an exact... Like, when the third went in, you're thinking, you want to show up shop, don't you? But does this sort of modern manager not have that in the red and they just think, i got to play my own way? Pundit, you're a managerial geek, for want of a better word. You love your managers. You studied them. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's a point there with Steve that sometimes, you know, these managers, whether it's Tenag or... We've even seen Klopp lose 7-2 at, at Villa, I think it was. Like, yeah. is there something where a manager, sometimes you need to go, look, damage limitations, shut up shop, get everyone behind the ball and let's just stop them scoring loads of goals? Or does he think, you know what, we're going to play the way I want? Is that coming to it, do you think, today? Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I do. I think it does come into it and... But the thing with Eric Tenag is that he's been very kind of adaptable in it in certain games where at the beginning of the match, he set out his stall to kind of like, insert, especially the big games, to kind of sit back, not necessarily give up possession, yes, to the opposition and then hit on the counter-attack. And I feel like in certain games, like the City game and Liverpool games, I don't know whether the magnitude of the game and what he probably believes United fans would want from his team, sometimes he's fighting within it. So against Arsenal, United won the game, but they were happy to give Arsenal the ball. Against City, away from home, they didn't really have a choice. City just had the ball because that's what City do, innit? And today with Liverpool, the first half, it was a bit like, after the first 20 minutes, United settled, but then Steve's right, though, when it gets to 3-0, you're thinking, do you know what? Let's not get hit for five, innit? Because I heard the Liverpool fans, we want five, we want six and all that. I thought, nah, nah, taking the mix, do you know what I mean? That's that's where it went to. So I do think for, manager, for certain managers, they do have a certain weight and they kind of stick to it but I think sometimes Eric Tanar, because he's, this isn't necessarily yet his full team, he's wrestling with it, in it. So, so some of the tools he has for what he wants to do and some of the tools he doesn't have for what he wants to do. So I think at the moment, you're probably going to get this topsy-turvy type of thing from him. Do you know what I mean? Fergie did it, though, didn't he? Uh, you know, in the derby yeah. that we lost 6-1, at, at 2-3-1, you're thinking, you know, show up, shop. I mean... Almost identical circumstances, really. Liverpool only had eight shots on target today and scored seven. And that's 6-1. City only had seven shots on target and scored six. And it's just, mm. you go, not your day at all today. You probably should have just took the beating at 3-1 or 3-0 today and called it quits. But it looked like we kept trying to play. I mean, even some of the, as the latter goals are going in, they're going against the back four. There's no midfield in front of them. So we didn't try and shut up shop at all. Uh, we were caught on the on the counter, weren't we? A few times, and the, the annoying thing was when we were caught. We're not going to give Mario a see I'm going to get him to stop interrupting. You've interrupted me as I'm leading to him. I'm presenting. You just sit there and shut up, man. Let me come to Mario. I'm gone. Jesus wept. Mario, if you let me finish my sentence, I'm coming to you, bro. Don't worry. On times we were caught on the counter, and what annoyed me about that was when we were caught on the counter. It wasn't just the case of United all over the calf. It looked like Liverpool wanted it more. It looked like Liverpool Don't say it were up for more. it more. I'm not going to say it means more, but it looked like they were up for it and United weren't. Now, obviously, there was quality there as well, but Mario, did you get that feeling today? Did you think your team looked a little bit more up for it than United? Did you, well, how was you feeling when that when that second goal went in? Did you think something's going down here? 
I was crying out for the second goal anyway because when uh when it was nil nil after the twenty six minutes, I was thinking to myself, right, our Reds are gonna go a bit here now. We've we've pushed for it. We've 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 gone on the counter. Um, we've been pressing everyone. We've we've um, closed down the players, but nothing's happened yet. And I thought to myself, if we don't get this first goal, then United are gonna turn up. They're gonna they're gonna terrorize us. Um. Then it got to the point where it was just a case of let, let, let's just get to half time, I'll take a point. Then the inevitable, well, not the inevitable, but then the miracle happened. Cody Gakko, United's targeting the summer, who I'm hearing how um, people are saying how the Glazers uh, should have got him and blah, blah, blah. Um, broke the deadlock. And then after that, I was just thinking to myself, it's either United are going to come out now step up because the 1-0 down and see the United that we're seeing all season or we'll, we'll we'll hold on we'll hold on to the end of the game and Klopp will start going defensive Um just a quick one on United though before the game started and the lineups come out I think some of your problem is the depth of your squad as well you know because on that bench you haven't really got any impact players you've got yeah Garnacho you've got Sancho and whatnot but who else, who else after that who else can really Eric Seven Hag, come on, choose to come on. You shouldn't rely on an eighteen-year-old as well, isn't it? Sorry, what's that? Yeah. You shouldn't be relying on an eighteen-year-old. Exactly. He gets to play when he when it's no pressure. Not like, hey, can you save us from a bombing at Anfield, please? Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing as well how you're just talking about how your players look tired, your players look fatigued, blah blah blah. Liverpool played every single game possible to him last year. Went to four finals and still finished. I, I think it was a point behind City last year. So I don't even want to hear that United are tired as well. Blah blah. They've had they've not they've hardly been any in any competitions over the years. Is that not part of it, or Mario? Just feel like because you you've built up to that Liverpool squad. Uh, Klopp's built up a squad that he can rely on that can do that. You know, Everton has been on four fronts with a squad that okay. You know, he spent money in the in the in the window and whatnot. But you know it in a squad that was in disarray, finished what six last season. Do you not think it takes time to be able to do that? Yeah, it does take time, but look what Klopp inherited. Oh, but it took, took him time, did it, to get to that point? That's yeah, yeah, point. It took it, yeah it he took didn't do it overnight, did he? I'm not blaming Tenag because I, I, I think Tenag an absolute great manager. I just think United and well, not so much United. I think the fans have got a bit ahead of themselves. Certain fans, anyway. They've got a bit of they've got a bit of a head of schedule because you were winning all these games, you were winning uh Carabao Cups and whatnot. It was like, right, we're back, we're definitely back now. That's yeah. not the case. It takes a couple of years at least. You've yeah. got to get you've got to be able to build on it as well. You've got to have the squad depth as well. Players who can come off the bench and make an impact. Like, for instance, you he's had he's had Bruno Fernandez on the right wing. You've got Alanga, you've got Sancho on the, on the bench there. Why is your best number 10 playing on the right wing? Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's... Just to, just to, just to, just to, just to come, come on, Mike. Mike, I was, I was right. going to ask you from a relatively neutral point of view, right. from a, or so, a more objective point of view, yeah, what do so you make you know of what, it all? Right? So, before I get started on that, yeah, Mike, just quickly, you know me, I, wanna, I don't think one person can speak on behalf of a whole fan base. But today, yeah. On behalf of every single city fan across the entire globe, <laughs> that is one of the most euphoric games I've ever watched. I, 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 it was emotional. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it completely. But no, on, on a serious note, I want to disagree with with 
one thing Mario said there about miracle in it. I, I honestly think Liverpool had it in him to pack United in. Pack him right in. Against Arsenal, yeah, I think you were pretty lucky to be even in that 3-2 in it. So, I think some of your performances, so not your results, your results have been good. I'll give you that over the course of the last few months. But some of your performances have just been getting over the line. And that's what you do when you're, you know, yeah. you're going for things. So, that makes sense. But I weren't surprised you just got packed right in it. Like, you see, once, the, once he got to three, I thought, yeah, this, this, the, the four and fives coming here. The four and fives and that. And obviously, once six and seven went in, I was starting to think, please, God, give us an eighth on the eighth. <laughs> day and that, you know, but, uh, but yeah, what I would say is, I, what I do agree with my own, fans have got a bit ahead of themselves and that. Obviously, you, you, you've won the Carabao Cup and stuff like that. But I've noticed, like I say, you played against Arsenal, now you've gone to Liverpool there. Once you come up against a team that's got a bit more quality in the run, it goes up a notch. You get handed one. <laughs> you know, another thing as well, Mike, yeah, is obviously we're having a bad season as it stands. But you got to remember our players are class as well. Our players have been playing for a while and everyone thinks to himself, Liverpool are finished. We're not yeah, finished. Yeah. We've had a bad six or seven months. So going into that game, United are thinking, Liverpool are finished. They're packed in. We can come here and we can, we can absolutely smack them off the park. But that's not the case. We have been playing well for the past six and a half years. And people forget that because we're having a bit of a bad run. We haven't had that, oh my God, what's going on here run for a hell of a long time. So that's why to other people, it looks like we're finished. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We may have ageing players. We may have um, players who should be benched at the minute, but we've still got that mentality about us of winning games, of getting over the line. And Anfield is a fortress. It is actually a fortress. It's, it's, it's not easy to come to Anfield. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because it weren't a fortress when Madrid turned up. So it all depends on what, 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 what day of the week it's on, isn't it? Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, right, there's a lot of United fans that didn't think we were going to go there and win. I'm sure Mike's asked me a few days ago, what do you reckon? I was I was a bit like, I don't know, you know, bro. Pundi, Pundi, I've asked you a few questions and you've told me that uh, Martinez is the best set after the league, so we're going to talk about that third goal. I want, yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah. He's yeah. around, he's left his limbs all around Anfield Park, so we, we'll <laughs> get on to that in a minute. Yeah, we will, we will, we will discuss Martinez, but going back, going back to the United thing, yeah, it's like, you know, I believe United are ahead of schedule, innit? Because I believe the first 12 months was just getting rid of all the, the dead soil, planting some new soil, planting some some new, new seeds. That's why me, I would, I've said at the time ago, yeah, I'd accept fifth this season. Not because I feel like, oh, it's acceptable for United to be finishing fifth, but because this season is all about setting the new foundations and laying things new. And yeah, you're right on that point, Mario. We have probably got a bit, we are, United are probably a bit ahead of schedule, innit? Do you know what I mean? A 10 hours done a wood done a wonderful job in it. Do you get me? No, and that's what it is. It takes time. Nine out of ten people I spoke to coming up to this game were saying that we're going to get smacked in. We're shit. Liverpool are finished. This, this and that. I, I Today, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it when they said that to me because I was a bit... 
I was a bit like withdrawn and 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 they're holding back, but I loved it today. Do you know how many group chats I got kicked out of today? I've made man leave man leave group chats today as well. I've been banned from two. Yeah. Uh, uh, next one I made a man leave from it. Bro, I have been going in on him because all of this confidence from United fans leading up into this game has been ridiculous. So maybe like yourself, Jay, you might have not been the ones to to to, to say it with your chest, but there's been plenty out no, there. No, no, to be to be fair, I think Steve, Steve, you were uh, when we were chatting the other day, I I admit I could get carried away. I got carried away with the, the Barcelona performance. I thought, especially away from home, I thought we were good. And I thought Liverpool Real Madrid game, they were all over the gaff. I sort of dismissed the fact they've got their act together over the last few weeks. They looked a lot better, a lot more solid. I thought, oh, you know what? They're still vulnerable. But Steve, when me and you spoke, you weren't feeling it. You were like, I'm worried there's there's something going on here. Like, they could get a result. And I don't think you predicted a 7-0. No one did, but you weren't no, feeling it. I thought it was 2-1, to be honest. What was, the, what, was it, what was it about this game that you were feeling like Liverpool had the edge? They do have... If you look at our performances this year... Apart from Barcelona away, our big performances have been at home and we've been mint at home. And it's been like legitimately like bring anybody here and I fancy it at home. But away from home, teams have held us or put a few past us, Brentford City. Now, I didn't expect Liverpool to stick a few past us, in all honesty. I thought a couple. Seven. Um, yeah, not seven. Um, but I, I, I think that the West Ham game was a bit of a struggle. We saw the Crystal Palace and Arsenal games back-to-back. They seemed a bit of a struggle. We had a, that massive week of got to beat Leicester, got to beat Barcelona, got to beat Newcastle. You get through that on adrenaline because that's a cup final. Then you've got to lift yourself back up to get back in the grind. You're going to Anfield. You know, their season's finished, right? They know they're getting their ass handed to them on uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whenever they're going to Madrid. This is their Carabao Cup final. This is the parades all around Merseyside tomorrow because this is all they had. So I thought they were going to come out of us. Pundit, Yo. your, your, your thoughts there. Mike's mentioned about Martinez and I've gone big on Martinez on this podcast and off it. I've gone big on Varane and off it. I've gone big on Casemiro and off it. I've gone big on Shaw this season anyway, not all the time. Yeah. But so many players yeah. that have been good this season. They have been good this season. Let's not kid ourselves. Just yeah. were, were shocking today. What what went on? Yeah, there was. There's not one United player that stood out at all amongst that performance. In it, everybody was dead in it. Like Martinez, we can talk about Martinez for a hot set because it ain't. Listen, there's no player on planet Earth yet that plays ten out of ten every single match. Do you get me? The best of the best have bad matches, and today was a bad match by Martinez. Do you know what I mean? Like we can say the first half wasn't wasn't that bad, but the second half, that's that second forty five minutes, it was shocking from everyone. Varane getting turned by Gakpo. Like that, so easily. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Like, these things can't happen, in it, But they do happen. So the most important thing is now, oh, all right, it's happened. What do we do next? Because when it happened against Brentford, when it happens against City, yeah, United bounced back and looked fantastic since then. So it's, again, United are going to have to dig deep again and think, right, you know what, it's happened. Can't do nothing about it. We got slapped around the park, yeah? We've got to show ourselves. So uh, do I still think Martinez is a top defender? Of course I do. Do I still think he's top three in the Premier League? Yes, I do. Do you get me? And I don't think there's many people that will disagree with that based on his performances all season, in it? Not just one game like Mike's is trying to do. He's going to try and isolate this game, in it? 
But we're not going to isolate this game. We're going to talk about the whole season in full, in it. So, yeah, Bruno, though. Can we talk about Bruno for a second? Because I want to get him in a headlock, bro, because I'm watching him, yeah? I don't like the way he handles the ball. I don't like the fact that he's captain. And what I'm seeing from Eric Ten Hag, he's Ten Hag showing me signs, yeah? That he doesn't really trust Bruno Fernandes in the 10th position. And I understand why. Because he's a bit flimsy on the ball. His actions, I've called it him before, I'm going to call it him again. He's a fast food takeaway. You get a lot of it. You get a lot of it, but not all of it is quality. Do you get where I'm coming from? That's what Bruno Fernandes is to me. And if you're going to play in the 10th position, I need you to have a bit more quality on the ball. I need you to be able to see pictures. I need you to be able to have that vision and take take care of your pass. And he doesn't do it good enough, Motty. Like, there's a lots of runs that I'm seeing Ratchley make, Anthony make, and the ball's just not getting there. Against Liverpool, he was left wing, innit? Why was that? You've got to ask Ten Hag, innit? Did he ask to come up? Was that, did I, well, is that right? Was he saying, get me out of it? Bruno, he certainly gave the body um, sort of display or the, the body actions of someone that, yeah. that didn't want to be the body language, sorry, of someone that didn't want to be there. Or I think there was a lot of players for me who it was almost like at one point I felt like people were trying to get themselves sent off or something or trying to get second yellows, just heads gone, don't want to be here, just doing stupidness. There was a couple of times with Shaw, like where he nearly got himself booked. Yeah. Bruno yeah. again. Um, it was just like the collective heads went and Eric Tanagi came out and he called it unprofessional and he looked fuming, like not even more so than he's looked in any other game in the Brentford game, whatever. When he was giving his interview to Jeff Shrees after the match, you could see he was he was absolutely fuming with it. And he, to say that as well, it's unprofessional to, to a group of players. It's pretty much like one of the fiercest things you can say about your own team is that they're unprofessional. Yeah. I mean, well, what did you guys make of it? He definitely yeah. said some shit in the dressing room that didn't sound like unprofessional. No, no, you can see, yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the, well, yeah, the Dusty. A quick question, a quick question for you. Yeah, on, on a serious note, who do you is that a are you guys solely putting out the players, or do you think tactically anything went wrong there, or is it purely a player thing? That, that? I, well, I think to, go on, yeah. go on, Marty. Now go on. I, oh well, see, I think sometimes, like Eric Tanag, I think he's a fantastic manager. He's done a great job this season. Loving what he's doing. I think. Sometimes you can see him try something and not work. And sometimes you look at it and you're going, maybe you're a little bit naive there. Like the, the prime example was City away, where at the beginning of that game, when I looked at that midfield, I think it was, was it McTominay, Bruno and, and Ericsson. Ericsson? Yeah. And I remember before kickoff going, that's a little bit naive against City, that to, to go up against their midfield with that midfield. And it, but then he learns from it. And then, you know, he makes changes afterwards again after the game and you learn from it. And going into this game, I thought, Delow for me, I like Delow, but he's not been great lately. And I was thinking maybe Wambasaka is a little bit more reliable defensively. It might have been the nod just because of his defensive capabilities. Fred, again, he's a bit erratic. Veghorst, all right, he gets about a bit, but he don't get your goals. I don't know. Maybe it's a lack of personnel, but it did feel a little bit like there was a couple of ones where it was a bit of a gamble, like with Fred and, and Delow that I wouldn't have made personally. Yeah. Well, I don't know I what anyone else is thinking. I, I agree on the Wambasaka over the low, especially to try yeah. and keep Nunes and Gakpo quiet because he's got the wheels to do that and the the 1v1 sort of defending to do that. You can make a case that you can keep Bruno right wing where he's actually effective rather than left wing where he don't play and has never played by bringing in Sabitzer alongside Casemiro so you've actually got a little bit of a base. Casemiro looks injured as well, which yeah, is not good. That, that's actually yeah, shit, making me shit my pants. Yeah. You can then have Fred in the 10 where he can be effective 
getting in at the likes of Fabinho, putting pressure on the back line of Liverpool a bit, hurrying them up, making them make worse decisions. But there's not one of those changes fucking swings it seven goals no, at all. Right. So no. you've got to look at, you know, did, ten, did the 10 out get fucking 10 out of 10 for, for the team selection? No. But then why did it go West? What would you change ahead of next week? And I think fatigue's a massive one, but it's not the only one. Like, you know, was the team selection right? No, but it clearly wasn't the only thing that was wrong with them today. We were second to balls. You know, we, we weren't playing with the level of intensity and quality, and Liverpool came out. Look, first half, I thought it was a fairly even game. They had chances. We had a couple of chances. They could have done better. We could have done better. First 20 minutes or so was exactly what Liverpool do all the time, so no one should have been surprised by that. And then after that, United seemed to settle into a bit of a rhythm. But then half time comes and we didn't come out for whatever reason. And Ten Hag's been mega at getting us coming out in the second half, fixing whatever he saw in the first half. We blow teams away second half. That didn't happen. We didn't come out. So I don't think you can go, oh, can I blame the players or oh, can I blame the manager? Everyone collectively shit the bed today and probably tiredness on top of that. Yeah, do you know what? There was, yeah, there was mistakes in there, innit? Like, like you said, the second half when Shaw... Shaw gave the ball away, didn't he? I think for the for the second goal, for Liverpool's second goal. And then it just capitulated from there. But, so there's mistakes all over the show. Do you know what I'm saying? United never they never there's, got back into the swing of things. There's, there's certain things you can't, as a manager, legislate for as well. Like, you can't... I, I know with fatigue and all the rest of it comes in, you can't expect Shaw to drop the performance he did after the season he's having or Martinez or... You know what I mean? Like, if he'd have dropped Shaw and put started Malassia, we'd have all been going, why has he dropped Shaw? Do you know what I mean? I don't think anyone can expect it that. Uh, Mario, go on. Sorry, you were going to say yeah, something. Yeah, um, one thing I'd say, though, Steve, is uh, I think that barring Ericsson, that was your strongest team that you had out today. Barring, yeah, barring uh, Ericsson. and a striker. I mean, the strongest yeah. team that we've got, yeah, but... Yeah. Who else, yeah. Who I else think... would you pops bar Ericsson in, in, in that team today? No one. Exactly. What? what, what are, we, are, we, are we seeing Vegas starts over Martial? No, with Martial's fit, but he's never fit, is he? Um, Martial's I, fit, he starts, but he's not been fit. He's been fit once in one game since the World Cup, I think. I think like, Martial got handed a plate, and on it, it said, Manchester United's first choice, number nine. And he went, now nah, I've just eaten. <laughs> um, another thing as well is, with that United team, with them going 3 nil up as well, they've not had that this season properly before. And that's why it went to shit. They did not know what to do. Ten Hag didn't know what to do. So their heads just absolutely just went. They've not been in that. Yeah. Position. So Mario, and he was are a you, So what? do you do you think that Liverpool are that much further on than United, or do you feel like United have overtaken us? I think we're still further on than you. Yeah. I think based I, on what? As, as a team, and the connection we have between the players. Seven no matter something to do with Pundit. Yeah, but yeah, but listen, yeah. Yeah, I'm just asking because obviously, like you were talking earlier, wasn't it, Barry, about Liverpool and how like United fans were saying, Oh, they've gone to pot in it, we're gonna go there and do a bit and all that. But I just really wanted to know, like, do you like feel like United are still playing catch up to Liverpool, even though you're yeah, yeah, new... not massively behind, but one thing I will say, Pundit, is you've you've gone on to me behind the scenes before saying Oh, Klopp, um, he needs to build on this, he needs to build on that to, to maintain a winning side and whatnot. I can now see with Nunes, Gakpo, and when Diaz comes back as well, 
I can see the team gelling now. That front, that front three now, Salah, Nunes and Gakpo are playing. Did they know how each other play now? And you can actually see it. Gakpo's got, uh, Nunes has got a good relationship with Robertson, just like how Mane did. Gakpo's mm. made, been able to make his runs in and out now. Salah's found his form and doing his stuff again. So I think me personally, I'd say we're not massively in front of you, but we're more stable. We're definitely more stable. All right. So, yeah, I was wondering me. You'd fucking yeah, hope so, wouldn't you? He's been there, what, eight years? Yeah, yeah, mm. seven and a half. Sound about 45 players. You'd fucking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, we've got a, you know, it's like Mike's was saying, you know, we've got ahead of ourselves. And I'd be guilty of it. I think it is easy to get ahead of yourself and think, you know, we're there or we're almost there. And today's a wake-up call that we're not. We've still got a long way to go, but he's eight months into his, well, seven months into his time as manager at United. So you know it's going to take a lot longer. You're right, you know, because like we've been down this road before, Ray, eh, when you guys thought you invented the Gen Gen Press and all the rest. No, of it. whoa, 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 whoa! As, Don't as, as, you as, say as, you do this all the time, right? With this, you us guys. I'd never heard of the Gen Gen Press, and Stephen Alson <laughs> and Pundit Jay are the guys that told me about it, right? Yeah. So don't yeah. put me on this Gen Gen Press thing, right? Because I asked both of them, and they both told me off for not knowing, yeah. right? <laughs> the question I've got is all the last. Well, not last for you guys, but last for me. All the last we had on the Rolly, the last we had on the, the guy that you got from Spice at Moscow, who was a football director coming to change the football club but never got that job he was meant to get. Is this the worst? Is this the worst performance out of those three gaffes there or what? No, Olympiacos under Moyes made me want to kill people. Okay. Nah, I was I was there for that. I was in Athens for that. It was horrible. Okay, um, I still haven't forgiven Ashley Young. No, no, yeah, that's 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 obviously that's true. Um, for me, it feels like that second half performance wasn't. I'll be honest with you, I think the first half against Liverpool at Old Trafford was worse last year when we lost. Yeah, Fuck we lost five no. <laughs> honestly, because that's in front of your home fans. We were all there, up for it, right? We need to, you know, show these what it's about, and we just got absolutely blown apart. And I know we did it at Anfield, and it's horrible as well. I'm not saying it's great; it's obviously minging, but. The one at Old Trafford, for me, felt worse. In front of your home fans, for that first half, and the low point of my time as a Manchester United fan, was when the board went up, for two minutes added time, right, with 3-0 down, and we all started kicking off. Alzi only got two minutes. It should be more than two minutes. And <laughs> them two minutes. That's the lowest point of my time as a Manchester United fan, honestly. I was like, I had to stand there and just force myself to watch yeah. the second half. Cause I to go yeah, yeah, that's Steve. Yeah. Who's, who's your captain next season? For United, got to be Casemiro. Should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think that's a tap in. Yeah, I, I, that's a good. You know what? I had this with Pundit a while ago. You remember when you thought Go when Maguire got it? I think the yeah. game respected me. He may not be the shout, yeah. he might not shout the most or whatever, but in that dressing room, I think he's the most experienced. He's been there, done it. I personally think he should have the armband. In Him or Martinez? Yeah. Yeah. I listen, it's one of those days, man. And it's the problem with Bruno, right? Bruno's just before we move on to say he's a bit emotional, isn't he? A yeah. bit, yeah. A touch. And, and I think sometimes you just want your, your fucking captain to be a bit more stoic. You yeah. know, when I think captain, all I think of is is Roy Keane. Yeah, not even anyone else. It's Roy Keane. And can you imagine Roy Keane? There's a difference between complaining and emotionally complaining. And I think Bruno 
whines and emotionally complains, whereas Roy Keane just gives you the facts. Like, that's not fucking acceptable. That's not good enough. Whereas Bruno's like, a, oh, that's not acceptable. Like, oh, that's... Do you know what I mean? There's a, there's a massive yeah. difference. He lost he, he, he lost his head, then he, like, pushing the linesman and, you know... That's too much. That. Off that before. That's not a problem. Yeah. It's about doing it properly. Do you know what I mean? Lose yeah. your head by fucking doing what Martinez did at Wembley rather than throwing a ball at a ref or something. Do you know what I mean? There's, like, a massive difference in it, isn't there? Yeah. 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 And and like, when you need a yeah, because when you're leading a group of men, you can't be the one, if you're the captain, to be a forward. If you've got the responsibility of the team on your back, you can't be losing your head and getting over-emotional, in it? Because you're supposed to be the one that's keeping everybody else that's getting emotional in check, in it? So if he's the guy that can't keep it, can't keep himself in check, how is he going to keep the rest of the team in check, in it? Do you know what I'm saying? And it I is a bit that. of a problem for me. Casemiro's the captain next season for me personally, but it is what it is, isn't it? Ten has got a big decision to make to sort out, isn't it? Like... These are things that he's gonna to have to deal with, innit? Just before yeah. I move on, just before yeah. I move on, Motty, just a quick go on, Mike's. How was you feeling when the seventh went in? What, like, what you know what it... it felt like, right? It, honestly, it reminded me. Who was that kid, Mario? Was it the center who scored that goal at Old Trafford? The one where it was like a lob. Was it a lob type yeah. of one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, right? I was at that game and I was about to leave. It was three-one to Liverpool. And I stopped as I was about to leave. And just as I stopped and looked up, that Decena kid scored the fourth. Yeah. And I started laughing. I was laughing like it's like, do you know? So that was at the Stratford end as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Ooh, I was, like, it, felt like, it felt like that today when that seven went in. I was almost laughing how bad it was. Yeah. It was just yeah, like, I was like, like, almost, I was like, you know, I, I, I body experience. Like I was looking for the defibrillator, me. I swear down, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was looking for something else. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, Jake, just 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 quick one with you because I was about to say something similar to you, um, pundit nice, uh, before you said something. Do you think Bruno's carrying too much responsibility? And then if he wasn't captain, he'd be playing better than what he is now. Um, I wouldn't say too much responsibility because if you're international player for Portugal, you're how old Bruno now? What twenty seven or something? I think I think he's twenty nine. Yeah, so we should be. If you're playing for Manchester United, oh, get, sorry. Yeah, and you get bought for what fifty odd million pound. I expect you to be able to come in there, yeah, and hold your own in it. So if he can't handle being captain, then that band's got to be taken off his forearm and given and given to somebody who can handle it. Because right about now, he's getting shifted out of position, he's losing his head, and he's not really impacting the big games in it. So if you're captain, I feel I feel like I think it's a big decision. I personally think Bruno's position is up for grabs. Do you get me? I just don't think Tanag is letting everybody onto it at this present moment in time. Do you know what I mean? But you know, on his day in it, he can do. He'll he'll get you a goal and assist. But for me, that's not what a total football is all about. In it, you got to be able to control the final third. If you watch Odegaard, yeah, when Odegaard's on the ball, yeah, you see the control Arsenal have in the final third of matches in it against any team, no, big teams, small teams, doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? So, but I don't think Bruno's that type. I don't even think Bruno's a ten anyway. I think he's been played in the ten, just because that's how United have set up of late under Oli in it. So now nah, I don't think I don't think I don't I don't think he's carrying too much responsibility. I just feel like he's not, probably not the greatest at it. To be honest with you, he's not the captain, though, is he? He's, he's yeah, the he's vice not. captain. So yeah, I just yeah, feel sorry for the United the fans in it. That eh? Go on, Steve. where's the captain? Why? Yeah. Camero, man, he is the captain for you. Nah, that's not the captain. The captain. The captain's on the pitch. 
Harry Maguire yeah. in it. But that's a that's yeah. a different story and a different podcast in its entirety. Um yeah. before we move on to, to City, Pundit, have you got some messages for us? Yeah, basically, people. Um, we've got some sponsors, and one of the sponsors is DNA Sports Management. Obviously, um, they look after people that are getting into the sports, into the sports arena. If you've got a young person who might need a bit of help or a bit of guidance, make sure you go and check them out at their website, www.dmasportsmgt.com. So go and have a look at their website. Make sure you get onto them. Um, if you want sports sessions doing your corporate affairs sorting out, or any help as a family, you might have a young person in your family that needs a bit of help with the sporting um, career and things like that. Then go and check them out. Get in contact with them, and they'll be on course to help to help you out and show you down the right path. Thank you, Pundit, and thanks to them for sponsoring us. Um, Mike's right. All the talk yesterday on Saturday was about this late, late winner at Bournemouth for or against Bournemouth from Arsenal. And it was almost well on the radar that City had beaten Newcastle and beaten them quite comfortably anyway, it looked like. Tell me a little bit about that game. Was it a comfortable win, it looked like, on paper? Yeah, one sec. Just to see. Got the seven up caught in my throat there. Um, oh, very nice. Nice. You've been sat on that, haven't you, since we started? Um, now, nah, do you know what? We didn't play that... We were comfortable, but we didn't play that well. But we've not played that well all season. Um, and it was one of those. And it, it, at points, it was starting to feel like Forest all over again when we... We didn't plough on after the first goal and, 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 and get the second in that. But it would have been criminal if Newcastle had got out there with anything um, because we were the better side. But we were the better side without being fantastic. And Newcastle did have a few good chances. But I think they were on the Carabao Cup come down, to be fair. Um, and they've like, been like, on it since before the final. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've been on a, a poor run for a bit. But yeah, comfortable in the end. Can't complain, like, see... We're getting into that part of the season now where it's all about results. Um, so, yeah, kind of happy with it. And like I say, good to see Phil Foden back, firing, you know, dipped a bit of form after he come back from his injury, but now he's looking the part again. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the do, running. Do you, do you, what's gone on with Phil Foden? I'm be, like, I genuinely don't know. Is it, has he been re- Was he being rested after the World Cup? Because we went through a spell where he wasn't playing as often. Was that Pep taking him out of the fire line? Was he not fully fit? Was What was the situation there? Because... So at one point he was he was it looked like I think he I think he missed sort of six games or he came on in six games whatever it was without starting. Yeah, so primarily when he came back from the, the World Cup and that he got he got an in, he got injured so he didn't play for a bit and then there was that incident where he where Pep just decided to leave him out for a a, a, a hot second that's so all he, he weren't playing a few games and then when he was playing he he, he wasn't really performing that well so. He just got took out the light out out of the spotlight for a bit, and I think Pep's managed that situation well. Um, and then since he's come back in there, like I say, he's, he's I think he's what's that four goals in the last three games or something like that. So, so yeah, that that little spell out the side was more to me. It was more about an injury than Pep not wanting to pick him because out of those four wide players we've got, for me, he is he is our best. Do you think we're seeing? Is he back to his pre World Cup form now? Um, he's only to be fair, yeah. To be fair, if you see the goal that he scored against Newcastle yesterday, you wouldn't argue with that. Um, but I feel that there's, there's still, I think the problem that we've got with Foden and a few others is we're not quite clicking as a team. So yesterday, that was his individual brilliance that got him his goal and and, and his performance there that made him stand out above the rest. But I feel like we'll see the best of Foden 
when our team, because we're, 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 we're a system, we're a team that play with a, a configured system in it. And once that clicks and is in sync, then quality players tend to shine through. So at the moment, he's doing well, he's playing great. But once us as a team get back on it, I think we'll see an even better Phil Foden. So why why is not why why do you think your team's not on it though? Why do you think the system's not clicking as such? So I think I think I said this on a podcast before. And I know it seems like an excuse, but United fans, well, United will be know this. Like when you've won a lot of titles in the last few years, I just feel there's a natural come down. I just feel there is, and I just feel like this is our this is the year where if you're a team that isn't really involved with a title race, whatever, this is the year you could win it because the teams that have been doing it for a while. They have a dip year every now and then. And I think this is our dip year, but we're still we're still competing because of the, probably the, the the quality we've got in and around the squad. I just think we're having a year where, you know, it's it's just gonna be off it. I know, Mike, I know I ask you this every every week. Just 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 sorry, Mario, go on. Yes, uh, I was gonna say what what's going on with Haaland at the minute as well. Like seems to have dried up with his goals. He hasn't, you know, because he's not scoring at the same rate. Everyone's automatically wants him to be a, a freak of nature and score at the same rate. But he only did, scored about it, three games ago. And that's not a bad record. But because he's not scoring at the same rate, people have automatically got him in this superhuman, he has to score two or three a game and that. And he's still, he's, he, I think his record, he's, he's, he's on one a game for the amount of game, one goal a game for the amount of games he's played the season. That's really unheard of. So there'll, there'll be ups and downs with Haaland. So... Not worried about that at all. One thing that I am not worried about, because the media and others are proper honed in on he's not getting a lot of service. I feel we are forcing one or two through ball to him. Not every not every run needs to be needs to be a pass to him. Needs to be a through ball. And I think what I've seen a couple of times, especially against Newcastle, I think Kevin De Bruyne and that were forcing a little bit. And I thought, nah, that's not. We've never played like didn't have a striker last year, so I feel like we're forcing one or two bits. Yeah, even with somebody. Oh, oh, as well, I've seen some of the certain crosses that he's uh, trying to target him in the box as well, he's trying to get Haaland just, just to get onto that score sheet. So it's, you're always trying to look for him. But so I see where you're coming from with that with that statement. Yeah, well, I think there has been times though where City have been playing, you've been thinking, right, wow, flipping out. Haaland's made about 100 runs. I can't remember which game it was that he was making all these runs and the borders weren't, you just weren't getting there. You're thinking, right, these, these men are not purposely ignoring him, obviously, but. I don't know if it was just the fact that it's just a default setting in it for City to keep keep the ball because that's what they've always done. But because Haaland's constantly on the move and that, it seemed like there was a slight bit of disconnect. But to me, if City are winning matches and still challenging for leagues and things, because I, I heard was it like Jamie Carragher was saying, oh, you might have chosen the wrong club or the wrong team and all of that. But to me, if City go on and win the league and they've not used Haaland to his full potential, so what in it? Like, what does it really matter if they win the league? It only matters if they don't win the league in it. Do you get? Do you get on coming for what's going on with De Bruyne though? Because I'm watching him, and I, I don't know, bro. I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, top top player, but certain times he doesn't look like he's on it though. You get me, Mike? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think from his form's been shocking since the World Cup. During the World Cup, um, once one of your old guys, Lukaku, knocked them out single-handedly with that sitter um, <laughs> on the line, and that he's not, he's just not. A, Form really, and like you say, he's not been playing that well. But he didn't play well against you, he played with a uh, Bristol City. Um, and then he pops up and puts one in the in the bottom corner, and that and it kind of a bit of a Bruno because Bruno has games like that where you where I've noticed United fans get frustrated with him, then he'll bang one in the top corner, and it's uh, you don't really talk about them seven misplaced passes because one just gone in the top bin, and that so mm. I feel like he's, he's on that at the minute, but again. Uh, but Pep's not been scared to leave him out, so it, it doesn't worry me because I think 
that year when we were on that, I think, 18 game winning streak and that, a lot of people don't realize that he didn't play Nadi any of that um, in that run. So for me, I just want Bernardo in there because we keep the ball better when Bernardo's playing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a question for you, though. You right? You know, when you, man, were in a title race with Liverpool, yeah, a couple of seasons ago, do you feel like this title race, yeah, is proving to be a, how can I say it, not much more difficult, but is it, do you feel a bit more scared of Arsenal leading the chase than Liverpool were that year where you had to overtake him? Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> so I, would. I, I actually don't, you know. Um, and I think it's a bit of it's snobbery in it, like. And I think everyone's doing this with Arsenal because of if Arsenal go on to win the league, fair play to them. But there isn't no one looks at that Arsenal team and they've got one player that you think Kevin De Bruyne leagues or you know usually when a team wins the league, they've got one player that you think wow. I think only guy is. Do you think? Yeah, only guys yeah. having a. I don't bit, even think older guys better than Bernardo Silva. Nah, older guys playing class, man. Older, older guy this season. Saka's the one that's getting fucking wanked off into oblivion, and he's not that good. He's, he's playing better than Silva this year. He's playing better than Silva. He's play, uh, for Saka. I don't, I don't get the hype. I think it's just some fucking weird homegrown sort of I agree with you on that. thing. He's efficient. He's just being efficient, Saka. At the minute, isn't he? he's yeah, proper efficient. But just to answer your question, I don't. And I think, like I say, I think it's not like us here. Now we're all Saka's not great, but he's one of their top guys in that. They've signed Jesus Zinchenko, who's one of our, our second, third choice left back. And that. So I think there's an element of these can't really do it. But it's getting to that crunch time now where it looks like they possibly will. And I think it's more to do with the fact that we're not on form. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from Arsenal. I think they've been great, but. Seasons gone by, we're not dropping points against Forest there the way we're pummeling them at home to Everton and that in the title race against Liverpool. It'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is as well, though? I think Arsenal just took advantage of the way we're playing this season. Leicester City, United, uh, the people who would you'd expect to challenge for, for the league. They've took advantage of it. They've got confidence and that's what's spurring them on because their team isn't like we've been saying. It's not a fantastic squad. You have been playing for a bit, they, they, they know each other, but it's not, wow, Arsenal are going to go on to win the Champions League or Arsenal are going to go on to be the Invincibles again. They've just took advantage of a bad situation at the minute in the Prem. But, but right, so, that, next season, so next season, you expect Arsenal to be back in six? Yeah, of course. I think it might be. Actually, you know what? I, I, I'll have them to be, to be above Tottenham again, but United are going to rebuild, yeah? Um, well, they're going to invest, should I say, because they're rebuilding. Liverpool are going to spend a bit more money. City are just going to be City anyway if they don't get charged with all that sort of stuff, all, all the stuff that's going on. Newcastle are going to bring the checkbook out. Arsenal ain't, Arsenal ain't going to be anywhere near. I'd say, I'd say now they'll finish fifth. Chelsea can't be this bad again either. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Chelsea. Who? Chelsea, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea won't be that bad. Look, Enzo Fernandez, Mudrick, all them players. Players coming in as well. Mike's, you're not agreeing with us? Now, I think you've kind of underestimated the fact that Arteta's got them playing a certain way in a system which probably doesn't need world-class players all over the park and that. So I is think... you love Ryan Tetter because he was at City? Nah, it's not that. A if that was a different manager, if that was a different manager, I know for pounds or a penny, you'd be like, nah, Arsenal ain't going to be there next year. Yeah, so I don't think they're getting a bit of credit for Arsenal winning it, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, we, we, we can. <laughs> yeah, let's have it right. It, take our team then, for instance. We've won yeah. leagues with Delph at left-back and all that. And that's got nothing but, to do with but the Mike, Mike, come on, though. You had quality throughout that team, though. Yeah. You had. Yeah, it was also like throughout that team. You had David like, Silver and Aguero. Yeah. In there. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was some players yeah, that what? were genuinely world class players. Well, yeah, you look at the Arsenal team. Hang on a minute. And I think, Let's have they got that? Because I think, actually, Party is one of the best DMs about. I think that, I think we're doing him a bit of this. So, defensively, I think mm, there's question marks and that there, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're top five in London. What? Mm. <laughs> top five in London, definitely. Top five in London, definitely. Wow. No, <laughs> no. Like, I think you know what part of the problem is with Arsenal. It's it's hard for me to be up. Yeah, it's the Arsenal fans because the the high put players so much. Like at the beginning of the season, like Saliba was the best player ever, and then they turned on him, and then it was Martinelli was the best player ever, and then they turned on him and wanted Trossard in the team ahead of him. And it's like, because they hype up these players and then they knock them down again, you look at me and think, well, maybe they're not all that. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe they're not that great. You know what, though? In a sense, it kind of that's what kind of makes them a bit dangerous, isn't it? Because you look at it and you think yeah. to yourself, all right, they've not really got no outstanding, but neither did Leicester really, did they, when they won nah, it? Nah, nah, it only, does feel like Leicester, doesn't it? It does feel yeah. like Yeah, it feels like that, right. do you know what I mean? And ultimately, that it's all about winning, isn't it? And that's what Arteta's got to do. He's got to win because all of you chittering, yipping and yapping that all these Arsenal fans are doing now, if it gets to me, and they don't win the title, oh. then it's all it's, it's gonna it's gonna sound very emotional. And we already know they're an emotional fan base. I can't wait. Do you know what I'm saying? But but the most important question here, though, Mike, is Albert Square with the Blues if that happens. Yeah, <laughs> you, mate. That's I was saying this to we Arsenal fans are not unbearable. They've almost got me what in City to win the league. <laughs> right, but you know what? Yeah, the most important question I got to ask you, Mike, is why is Pep playing Bernardo Silva at left back? Jewel Jew is left back and centre mid. Oh, What's going on there? He's a genius, Pep Guardiola, isn't he? He comes up with him every year. <laughs> comes up with him every year, doesn't he? He comes up with him every year and you just don't know what's going on. And to be fair, though, in the games that he's played there, Forrest got away with one. But generally, in the games that he's played there, we've, we've done all right. He's not played there. He didn't play there last game. But I, I, I'm I, not one that's going to question Pep's tactics me anymore. I, 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 I'm done with all that. When he comes up with something new, I, I, I sit back and have a look at it. And to be fair... When Fernando Sills was doing that from fullback, from centre mid to out to fullback, and that, I thought he's, he's done it again, hasn't he? Just a genius. <laughs> we just got to hold our hands up, pundit, and sometimes, you know, just give him credit where it's due, and that. Hey, listen, well, I tell you, what, I'm going to give credit. Go on, Sorry, go on, bro. Then. I'm going to give. I've got to give Nathan Aki credit in it. I think he's had. A, I think he's having a low key wonder season at the back there for City. What Left is back it, and what is it you call him, Cat D? Nathan Aki. Cat D, Aki, yeah. He's moved up the category. He's not in Cat D no more. He only used to play Cat D games. You get me? But now he's playing Cat A games on a regular basis. So Cat A, Aki from now on. Thank you very much. You get me? That's what he is. But now, big shout out to Nathan Aki still, though. I, I, I think he's had a good season. Um, Just before we, we wrap up, because time's moving on, I know we're going to talk about ownership. We might have to talk about that on the next one. 
But um, Mike's wanted to ask you, and I'll ask everyone, who do you think is going to win the league this season? Do you fancy City for it? I do fancy. I know. But I, I, I've always, I've said to the start, I just, I start when we've done this in August and you went, do you think we'll go three, Pete? I've got, I don't think we will. I think it's too tough just because motivational-wise and all that, it just, it rarely happens. So, and I still kind of semi him in that camp and that's why I kind of expect Arsenal to go on and do it. But the more we get into the crunch, I'm actually getting... They are fighting in a lot of games. Like that year, we was going back to back to back with Liverpool. They were fighting a lot of games, but I don't know. It felt like they were just more... Just I just feel like their front line, Liverpool's front line, was just always going to score. And I don't know what it is about after, even though scoring a lot of goals. I just feel like there's a game, there's a couple of games in them where they're just not going to take chances because they haven't got anyone of like the most seller level in that forward line. Um, so I think that's what's making my confidence levels creep a little bit. But I'm more worried about us than I am about Arsenal and I just don't think we're going to go on that 10 game winning when everyone thinks we're going to win this year because we just we're just not right. Steve where do you think this title's going to go come May or June or whatever it is nowadays I can't see Arsenal maintaining this consistency but that game yesterday coming from 2-0 down Oh, it's got them Chef Wednesday 93 vibes about it a little bit you know what I mean do you reckon do you reckon that because yeah. I know what you mean. Like I did get a little bit of a Kiko Makeda against Villas about it, but then part of me thinks you still it's Bournemouth at home, and you only just getting over the line against them. It don't matter. Right. It's it's the fact know. that you did. Yeah, I've I've said City will do it, and I still think they will. I still think Pep and City in this team. I think Arsenal will. They've got a few in them still to to mess it up, and I think City are ruthless. Pundit, where do you stand on this? Well. I still think City are going to do it. I want this all turned around by March. By the end of March, I want it all done and dusted and sorted out. I can't have Arsenal win in the Prem, I'll be honest with you. But what I do think with City is, I think City are still in third gear, innit? And I, City are one of these teams where by a flick of a switch, something happens and they just go on cruise mode. Whether they do it, I don't know. But I can't. I think Arsenal have got a group of games towards the end of April, beginning of May, where they play Brighton, I know, play um, City, I think it's Chelsea, Newcastle and Brighton. Something like that. They've got a four-game run like that. And I think that's where they're going to trip up in it. And if City are within three... And obviously, if City beat them. And if, if City are within striking distance, I can see Arsenal are an emotional football club in it. And I can see them getting emotional in it at that moment in time at crunch time. And it all, all, all collapsing personally. I think City will win it in it. But... I can't, I can't, I can't say it like with chess, but that's what that's just what I think is gonna happen still. But yeah, that's not. Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say, but while we're at it, we're talking about going places. Um, I was got to give a shout out for one of our other sponsors, um, Falcona Private Jets is a charter broker company based at Manchester Airport. Falcona specialise in private jet charter flights around Europe, whether it's for business or pleasure. Falcona Private Jets will source a modern aircraft from their professional marketplace to suit your travel arrangements and needs. So for a quote, you can visit their website at www.falconaprivatejets.com or call 0161-436-0124. So people, summer's coming up. You need to get about, plan a trip around Europe, get onto Falcona Private Jets and go and look at, have a look at their website, yeah? Thank you. Thank you to them for sponsoring this podcast as well. Mario, I don't think I got your take on the, the title race before we wrap up. Um. Well, after today, 
Jay, I, I can't rule out us, you know, to be fair. Good lad, good lad. I'm proud of you. Go on, say it. Say it. This is our year. Go on. Um, I'd say I'm going to go City by four points. Well, specific. There you go. City by four. Hey, yeah, man. He's gone with it. Um, Mario, <laughs> it's it still... It still burns my head out hearing a, a, a Liverpool fan with a Mancunian accent, man. I've struggled. I've struggled with it. With that. It's, I've not heard it before. I've got one. I've got one. My mate Nathan is is uh, the other one. Sorry, but yeah, it's been a bit odd. But you've been all right. You've. Uh, I think you let us off lightly a little bit today, to be honest with you, bro. Uh, but thanks for coming on, man. And before Steve, we go, thanks. talk about the sixth the what? What's this? I, I, they're all mel- molded into one. Which one was the sixth? Go on. One where he's flicked it through and that, and it's gone in the bottom corner. That was. Was that the sixth or the seventh? You just I, I, it's I, not like I, the whistle had gone because everyone stopped that much. It was just like yeah, it's like what's going on here? Oh, no. I thought there's a I thought there's a flag, but it wasn't. It was just we'd given up. We'd actually like, down um, tools. The way yeah, look, man, he's calling the butcher. <laughs> we 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 put him in three or four places. So, what Salah did to him tonight? Jesus, got him the baker. Got him the baker tonight. Ain't no butcher. Jesus Christ, mate. That's a big, you know. I'm sure at the minute, man. Serious. I've got to say, it's time to be caught tomorrow. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, a big, yeah, thanks, Mario, for coming on. I'll tell you about what I said about you. You've been all right. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting in the last minute there. Pleasure, Pleasure uh, as always. Yeah, Steve, uh, thanks for coming on after that defeat as well and chatting us, bro. Your first time on this podcast, and you could have dropped me a message and gone, you know what, Jay, I'm not feeling that. I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, fair play to nah, coming on here after that horrible, horrible yeah. show. And Mike's, I know you was reveling in it, sat there with your popcorn watching it all. <laughs> Enjoying it, it's fantastic. But you nah, know, 100%. I'm, having, I'm, having night, I'm having nightmares because our next podcast we play Liverpool on that same day. So, oh, Mario, you're coming back, Mario. If you win that one, we're having you back on. Don't you worry about that. Son. That's it. We'll you in now. The season. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, we can't have Liverpool doming up Manchester like this, man. We can't have it like this, man. They've had a bad season up to now, eh? Do you know what I mean? You know what's bad, though? Our bad season, yeah, and you're having your best season, we could finish either above you or just, just in the just <laughs> Our in the best league, season. Yeah. Our best season, come on. Your yeah. best season. <laughs> I've not season. seen it. Yeah, I don't, I've never seen United finish above fourth before. Uh, right. <laughs> no, trust me. Yeah, but listen... Go on, take us out. Yeah. yeah, listen, obviously, people, you've been in tune to three points in the gaff. You know where to get at us. Do you know what I mean? Apple, Google, Spotify, you know the drill already. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, thank you for the two guests that have tuned in today, come along and gave their opinions in the gaff. Hard one for the United fans, but it is what it is. So, listen, United got smacked up in Liverpool. I feel sorry for all them United fans that had to get through Stanley Park unscathed and that, do you know what I mean? But it is what it is. You know what time it is when it's wartime, United versus Liverpool. City are on the title hunt in Manchester and the road goes on, the show goes on, in it, people? So, yeah. Listen, DJ, put on the music. Let's get out of here. The brand is kicked in. I just want to go to bed, but after that result, 7-0, you're mad. But listen, people, take care. Until next time, yeah, we're gone. Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.